There was an idea. Dormammu, I come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Baskin Robbins always finds out. I for the faster way. Are you Tony's stank? I am Iron Man. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required at MCU Retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo, and uh, this week we are once again joined by Peaches, the resident Peach expert himself. Peach, what's up, buddy? I know all about everything Peaches. Yes, you, they're peaches, your favorite. Peaches of all kinds. You know, there's the Georgia variety. The other ones. <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> The butt ones. Yeah. We also have legal expert for all things legal. Uh, Bailey's here. Hey, Bailey. Hey. What's up? You cannot keep it together. <laughs> because he doesn't like even give a warning. It's just complete silence. And then Eduardo's like, hey, how's everybody doing? Blah, 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 blah. The warning is starting the show in three, two, one. <laughs> and yeah, then it's like a 20 minute silent break. All right. Hyperbole. Hyperbole law over here. <laughs> I played bass for hyperbole. <laughs> if, you, if you ever become a uh, like, if you ever get superpowers, I want your name to be hyperbole law. Hyperbole law is my favorite episode of Black Mirror. Oh shit! <laughs> Speaking of Black Mirror, <laughs> oh wow. Shit. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be talking all about She-Hulk once again today. It's gonna be episode two, Superhuman Law, directed by Kate Coiro and written by Jessica Gao once again. Our synopsis comes to us from Rachel Page over at Marvel.com. Our girl, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel, for all your Do hard you think work. Page is a is like her alias because she writes... On the internet? <laughs> like a web page? Who calls it a web page? Uh, boomers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it is a web page, okay? <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> I'm on this web page over on my personal computer. <laughs> on the World Wide Web. <laughs> the World Wide Web. I'll fax it over to you. <laughs> Do you remember, like, did your grandparents ever, like, print out news stories and, like, mail them to you? What? Or, like, print them out and, like, show them and be like, I read this really interesting story. Here's a printed page of it. The only thing that I can at least recall that I would print from the internet map quest were yeah map quest directions yeah. and um game faqs like if there was um game faqs is like a place that people can write their own strategy guides for video games and sometimes they would have like here's a selection of um you know cheat codes or i'd specifically downloaded and printed the mortal Kombat list of fatalities and brutal and all the different alities or whatever from Mortal Kombat games. <laughs> Baby alities. Yeah, so that I could perform all of them on all the Mortal Kombat characters, and I had the sheet in front of me, so I didn't have to look it up. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that silly? You ever think about how <laughs> emails are a thing for old people now? And what do you mean? and I mean, corporate. Think of any young person 
Do they send emails? Like oh, like like casually. I was about to say oh, I send yeah. a million fucking emails. Yeah, that's word. because you're fucking old now. I'd rather you just text me or Slack me. <laughs> I'd rather you not contact me. Yeah, that's the ultimate rather. But like emails are now a thing that is exclusively for work, and it is a thing you do you use when you work. But besides that, you do not send emails anymore. Yeah, it's like work and receipts. Right. Hey, here's your Amazon shipping number. Keep that. Here's uh, your password reset. Yeah. Nope, you can't use that password. You tried to use it the past five times. Oh my God, that happened to me today. Well, I reset my password because my password wasn't working to one of my accounts. And then I go to put the new password in. And it's like, you can't use a password that you just had. Uh, but, it, but it didn't work. <laughs> my, my least favorite one is when it's like a rule that like is not common on other ones like oh, other yeah. like oh nope our, our password requirements require you to have a symbol on the third letter and fifth letter and a capital letter on the fourth letter no wonder i can never remember my goddamn password well, that is the <laughs> ultimate worst is that but when they don't upfront tell you those requirements yeah. you learn by not following them yep. you like put a really complicated password in and then it tells you that stuff like motherfucker the secret is you? that you should just use a different password for everything and use a password manager that's it not doesn't really matter secret. how secure your password is if you <laughs> use it for like your PlayStation account, your bank account, your Facebook. You know what's funny though well, is good thing for me is my PlayStation account, my bank account, and my Facebook account <laughs> are all the same thing. Wow! So <laughs> yeah, yeah that literally true. happened to you. Someone tried to like what? What did they like hack into first? They hacked my Instagram. Oh yeah, you had to make I a, had whole, to make new a whole new Instagram, Instagram like a loser. <laughs> they wouldn't give me my Instagram back. Oh, I do remember that. That's why he's yeah. ABCD Eduardo one. On Instagram. Oh, shit. The regular ABCD Eduardo. They did. Um, gone. Uh, they, they probably still do it, but for Disney, they had like, you know, they have their e-learning training that everybody has to re-up every so often. And one of them that you had to do every year-ish was like a password module that was teaching you how to like, don't make your password Mickey. That's <laughs> too easy. But the methodology that they use for passwords is that you come up with the password using the special characters and and uppercase and whatever and then you put the name of the service afterwards so you'd say like your password facebook for facebook your password instagram for instagram interesting yeah it's a lot like you ended up typing like a 35 character password well longer character passwords are more secure than like a shorter one that has symbols and stuff based on math (laughs) i don't know according to this math well no because the more uh characters you have that means the more combinations there are for sure yeah Yeah. based on math (laughs) yeah when i um um according to news reports the strong green woman in court identified (laughs) as deputy district attorney jennifer walters turned into (laughs) a chic hulk scratch that she turned into a she hulk Remember how Jen's cousin, Bruce Banner, said you can't pick what name the public gives you? Well, Jen is learning that firsthand and cannot believe She-Hulk is what everyone is going with. That's an incredible transition. Thank you. (laughs) Lady Hulk, girl Hulk, outside the legal ease bar. Get it? Get it? I didn't see that it was called the legal ease bar. The joke is in there for you. Oh. That's funny. No, I mean like it's in the show, but it's in there for you. Oh. I don't remember the name of the bar <laughs> in the in the in the comic <laughs> run that I read, she goes to a bar a couple times that is a lawyer bar, like almost exclusively it is inhabited by lawyers drinking. 
I don't remember if that was the name of it, but that's pretty cool. Is that normal? What? To have like most of our patrons are lawyers here at this bar. I don't I work They need to drink. <laughs> I work from home, but lawyers do like to drink. I, I I imagine the first day of law school, we had like this like orientation on like addiction and alcoholism <laughs> and they like passed out pamphlets on like who to contact. And... I feel like if you have to represent some of the people that you have, like the represent some of the cases that you have to fight for, you would like, I, I wouldn't blame anyone for drinking. <laughs> like... Yeah. Jen's best friend and paralegal, Nikki Ramos, stands with her as they listen to the chants of She-Hulk. After some coaxing, Jen transforms into She-Hulk and enters the bar to screams and cheers of excitement. But, per Jen, this name better not stick. Per Jen. Team. (laughs) Dennis, one of Jen's colleagues, comes over and immediately starts to question her uh, whole She-Hulk shtick. How did she even become a Hulk? Was it nepotism? Nikki doesn't care, though, and is excited that people at the bar are buying them drinks because Jen's now a superhero. Yo, fuck that guy. Where he was like, there's a hot girl. I'm going to go talk to it. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, cringed both times. Like, it doesn't get any better on successive rewatches. I I am very fortunate that I don't know anybody like that, and I'm really hoping that that sort of verbiage from a person is a caricature? Yeah, like I think Please it's... Please su- confirm? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be a caricature, but also like there are a lot of like shitty white men that are sexist in the legal profession and also just in life. Yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I really want that to be an exaggeration people do better out there but even the guy in the news report before this where they're like naming her she hulk is like yo i saw her transform she was okay pretty decent (laughs) like what the hell dude (laughs) i don't have i don't have a lot more to say i just it was gross you know intentionally it was gross yeah yeah like they're a little like on the nose with talking about like the sexism that she experiences but like yes i think that's okay i think a lot of marvel is on the nose with a lot of things yeah they're excited that people at the bar are buying them drinks because jen's now a superhero however this is the last thing jen ever wanted she didn't go to law school and rack up a ton of student loan debt for this do you sympathize uh yeah as someone that does have a lot of student loan debt and i thought that whole conversation was interesting because her friend's trying to talk her into being an avenger and she's like well do the avengers pay and as we as we know and as we talked about last week they do not pay and that's a like a plot point in falcon and the winter soldier and so they don't offer uh, a pension they don't offer maternity leave and that's all stuff that's (laughs) really important when you have six figures of debt and also just to survive, I think the Avengers moving forward should probably look into a benefits package. I don't think the young Avengers who, who are going to tolerate. Yeah, I don't think the yeah. young Avengers are going to tolerate this like lack of benefits. No, they're all on corn talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's corn. <laughs> I mean, somebody has to. I, I presume that Shield is funding that right i mean well it was probably mostly tony stark that was funding it that's what we learned from falcon right is that like he does the payroll and didn't really pay anybody but it's still like it can't be paid for by nobody right 
I think they can like move the budget from like the law enforcement and military and give them a little something because it's like I am curious though in this like obviously this is a fictional world but like if this was real life who does pay for like a agency of superpowered vigilantes because are they considered like military personnel I think in the earlier movies, yeah, yeah, but now they're so they're who their would own pay thing. them? Yeah. Like, how would they get paid? And if they did get paid by like the government or the people or whatever, wouldn't it be more like? Wouldn't people be more selective about what kind of things they're fighting against? Yeah, it, it feels very NRA to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of terrifying, but imagine they're backed by someone like the NRA, and they're like, "All right, we need you to go fight those liberals." <laughs> we need you to repulsor blast that liberal over there. I feel like they should at least be eligible for like public benefits like Medicaid, disability, unemployment. I don't know. I agree with you. I'm just thinking about how that would work in America today. Yeah. Because not even all like job jobs have those benefits. I hope that there's a series that explores these important (laughs) questions. (laughs) More than just talking about them real quick. Well, and also uh, now that we're already sidetracked, like I was thinking about that, like imagine being blipped when you're in prison and then just ending up right back in prison five years later. Like that's really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Would they count that as, have we talked about this before? I think you maybe did. Would they count that as doing the time? It's like time I served. mean, you didn't do yeah. the time, but time. But how passed. would they keep track? Yeah, you lost five years of your life. Yeah, you. Yeah. Like five years happened whether you were there or not. That's tough to say. No, no, no. Because then people who didn't have to go to jail will be like, "Well, where's my free get out of jail <laughs> card? All right, he gets out of jail for free. Where's my benefit? Yeah. to being blipped. If I don't get something out of this, no one should get. Uh, yeah, I wonder how Jen feels about her ten thousand dollars being forgiven from her six figures <laughs> of student loans. I'm sure she's a fan of it. Also, did I miss something, or maybe it's, it's like synonymous terminology? But in the first episode, Nikki says to her um, something about one day you'll get that DA spot. But then in the beginning of this episode, in the newscast little montage of, you know, this happened, they called her a DA. She's an assistant DA. Uh, Did they say that? I think she might be an assistant DA. Is that the same thing as whatever her title was before? Uh, Well, there's like the one DA for, for the county or the city or however. It's like divided up and then everyone else is like an assistant. Okay. And like, I think... They can sometimes be elected, so she wouldn't be able to just be fired. Oh, I don't know how law stuff works. You know that. I don't know anything about anything. You should know how DAs and prosecutors' offices work. I probably should. Yeah. I should know how to change a tire, too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know shit. There's nothing going on up here. If y'all haven't figured that out by episode, what is this, episode 103, 4? I don't know. You should know. This brain is filled with chirping birds. Remember when we were like, this is going to be a short episode? (laughs) 
During the excitement, Jen's boss comes over to talk to her and since this is a serious matter, asks her to go back to her regular state, which would be fine, except that Jen's feeling a different metabolism as soon as she returns back to her regular Jen form and starts slurring her speech and rambling. But important matters. The opposing team in court, GLK and H, thought it was unfair that Jen saved the entire jury, so obviously they were biased and had the whole thing declared a mistrial. What are the odds that that would actually, like, Bailey, say there was, say there was a case, in a hypothetical sense, there was a case where there was, like, a shooter that burst into a courtroom, and the prosecutor's attorney tackled the shooter and saved the lives of the jury. Are you just talking about the Dark Knight? No, no, no. I'm asking no, a question. Not, that doesn't happen in the Dark Knight. Not no, exactly like that. No, no, it doesn't happen exactly like that. He, the guy on the stand, takes out a gun and yeah. it misfires because he, he, and he tells him next time buy American. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, do you think they could get the trial mistrialed on the basis of the jury is not biased? Yeah, why not? You don't think it biased them that she saved their lives? Maybe I don't know. I'm just asking a question here. I I think it. Uh, don't fire a question back at me. I have no legal <laughs> experience. That's what lawyers do. They don't answer any questions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it just it really depends. But also, like I mean, we don't need to get into this. But like, what even is an unbiased juror? Am, am I right? Like, can you really be a hundred? Like everyone brings biases to their life. You can't be a hundred percent unbiased. Sure, sure. It is kind of strange. I saw. I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe it was you that sent it to me. I don't know. Like I said, I remember nothing. There's nothing going on in my brain. But why are jury members like just randos from the public? Shouldn't that be a job? I think that should be a job. No, because it's supposed to be a jury of your peers. Yeah, but my peers are fucking stupid. Is some random 67-year-old corn farmer from some place my peer? Like, what do we have in common? What if you went to like a case and the jury was selected and it was all of your like coworkers. Yeah, like, <laughs> those are my peers. It's your peers, man. Yeah. Or just like exclusively data analysts. Yeah. They just data just- guys. It's meant to be like representative of society. And I think like you have the option of like a jury trial or a judge, but like, but would like you rather you- have like 12 strangers off the street or like one judge? I'd rather have, did I do it? I, <laughs> I would rather have people that have professional experience with a lot of cases that can understand what a proper call would be in a case than a bunch of randos that are there and they don't even want to be there. Ah, uh, oh, jury duty, the worst. Like I would love to be on jury duty. The state of Florida, please That's what I'm call saying. me up. <laughs> there are probably people that like... Yeah, lawyers have, never get to be on jury duty. Yeah, you probably have... There are probably people out there that have pretty objective uh, styles of thinking most of the time, and they could see a case, and I don't care about you. I don't care about you, so I'm going to look at the facts. What is objective thinking? Also, what are the facts? I don't know. It's hypothetical. The facts are what is presented in the case. Like You will never 100% know the truth and also like what is the truth like maybe someone bailey is guilty but listen for a second (laughs) if you go to court uh and the peers that are deciding your fate all nine of them or 12 of them or however many there are what if they all (laughs) i told you i don't know anything classic film nine angry (laughs) yes (laughs) shut up for a second (laughs) 
<laughs> what if what if all of them believed that birds weren't real? Do you want them deciding what happens to you? What if all of them are flat earthers? I mean, does the fact that they're a flat earther affect the case? Probably. Do you know anything <laughs> about flat earthers? <laughs> they I don't think, know. Like they think that well, the like, edge of the earth is don't Antarctica and don't, it's a who wall gets of to ice. pick the jurors. Well, they're like randomly called, and then you get a certain amount of like I forgot the word. I don't do like criminal law. It's not really audience. true random though, is it? Yeah, like you are randomly selected, and then e- each side gets a certain amount of like vetoes, and then also like there's a challenge that you like if you think like if the prosecution a challenge all the jurors have put through an <laughs> obstacle <laughs> course. Ninja and they, they have to get find Olmec's uh, oh, his want, statue wait, before being taken real, out by prosecutors dressed as temple guards. If that's real, I would love to do jury duty. Please let me like do jury the, duty. If the prosecutor just happens to be um, vetoing all of like the black men in the jury pool, then you can challenge that and be like, hey, this guy's being fucking racist. But then like if he has another reason besides that, that he's like, oh, all of these people happen to like know the defendant or something, then that's okay. Um, so like it's like it's like random ish. But again, like a lot of people try to get out of jury duty. And so like juries are like in New Hampshire, all the jury trials that I saw were all like old white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like, I guess that also is kind of representative of New Hampshire, but <laughs> but that those are not my peers. But I don't know, like jury trials are just like a deeply rooted thing in American history. Ah, so tradition can't take- change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that and all of this is just too much for her law firm, <laughs> which unfortunately, which unfortunately has to let. Edward just go. wants to be done with this one already. She Hulk is a liability to the DA's office. Time for a montage. As Jen applies to every legal job under the sun and is rejected from all of Wait, them. Wait, pause. I had a fun fact to share. Um, don't roll your eyes you at me. You don't have to tell I him to pause. You, all you have to do is interrupt him. It just didn't feel like a good transition. It uh, never is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned a fun fact about the show. So I guess originally they thought they would have a, a larger budget than they did for CGI. So there were several scenes and episodes filmed where uh she hulk was in them and then i guess they went back and were like hey we uh we're on a tight budget here at marvel slash disney uh company (laughs) a company down on its luck um (laughs) so bob really wants that 18th yacht so (laughs) Uh, so they were told to write Jen Walters into more scenes and so now that I know that like thinking back to the like first two episodes I'm like oh I wonder if She-Hulk was supposed to be here it's like when her boss is like hey can you be Jen for this it's serious like maybe she originally was She-Hulk when she was fired so just a fun fact to keep in mind while you watch the rest of the show that's fun, but this isn't. No one wants to hire Jen knowing that she's a Hulk. <laughs> Needless to say, Jen is pretty upset about this and starts thinking about a completely different career move. Would you hire, like if you were a defendant that had committed a crime, would you want your lawyer to be a superhero or do you think that would be a distraction or hurt your case? Depends on the superhero. She-Hulk. <laughs> I'd hire She-Hulk. Why would it be a distraction? I don't... I mean, to be honest, the only one in the distraction in that courtroom is going to be me if She-Hulk's in that courtroom. That, that's fair. 
Mommy, sorry. Um, I mean, are you into like giant women, like that one lady, the woman? the vampire lady from uh, Resident Evil Eight? Okay. In this very small sample size of She Hulk and Lady Demoscule, <laughs> yes, I am into giant women. <laughs> Outside of that, I have no idea. But those two, yes. Are you gonna tell me that She Hulk isn't a babe? I mean, she doesn't do it for me, but oh well, that makes yeah. one of us. <laughs> Anyways, I guess you're not jolly. She hasn't fought any crime yet. She like protected, uh, you know, she protected the jury from getting desk slapped in the face, but she hasn't like, like she's not doing any avenging yet. So I don't know if I would feel any sort of way about it. Like I. Like distracted, like ah, she was pre- preparing my case, but now she has to go fight crime. She hasn't done any of that yet, you know. But if you were like on trial for murder and the stakes were really high, would you care if your lawyer was a green? Well, the lawyer monster? is supposed to fight for my side, no matter what they feel, right? If I hire them, they have to. But you don't think it would like in a way sway? I think it would sway the jury in their favor. They'd be like, "Look at this cool lawyer that's green." (laughs) 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 You're looking at that in a positive way. You would hire her because it would impact the jury. Yeah. If I was a juror. Yeah, like if I don't, uh, if I don't take She Hulk's side, is she gonna beat me up? I mean, if that's the case, maybe I. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll intentionally <laughs> not take her side. Nope, definitely didn't uh, side with her on this one. <laughs> don't hit me too hard. I don't think my fragile body can take it. <laughs> well, needless to say, Jen is pretty upset about this. It starts thinking about a completely different career move. We get this interesting little scene where she's like on her computer and she's looking at jobs and then she's like, oh no, I have a family dinner tonight. And her, she like looks to her friend Nikki and she's like, Nikki, come with me to the family dinner. And Nikki's like, I can't, I have a date. And this is where I'm going to put out the first stork of She-Hulk. Uh. Nikki's date is a phone date with Emil because she is one of his seven... Okay, that's a stork for sure. (laughs) Absolutely, and I stand by it. Okay. Uh, I wonder if her date will have any significance to the show. They like really breezed through a lot of these scenes. Yeah, or maybe her date is that one guy that they meet in the office. Dennis? Oh, Pug? Pug, there you go. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to talk about that guy. That guy was, uh... oh boy. Yeah, I um something to bring up about that scene. Did you read any of that newspaper or that article? It wasn't a newspaper. It was the one a, about the man. It was a web page. The man <laughs> with the claws. So yeah, there's a little on the side panel. It's like Iron Man's threes or something was the title of yeah. the column. And then one of the links in that column was that a man with metal claws got in a bar fight. Well, Iron Man threes was an, it was an ad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, no, I thought it was a column that was like, because there were three links under it. No, no, no. It was Iron Man 3s because just above it, there were sneakers. Those were the Iron Man 3s. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, well, anyways, that was a link. Did you see the actual job posting she was looking at on that <laughs> article? I forgot what it was. It was like a, a fur character mascot at a Swiss uh, amusement park <laughs> village. Uh, it, it did not look very fun. <laughs> And making matters worse, it's time for a family dinner at her parents' house. 
this family dinner gave me really big meet the fockers vibes <laughs> yes <laughs> uh with uh what's his name what is that guy's name ched uh, is it ben stiller's dad is that ben stiller's dad right oh um, um robert de niro <laughs> that was not robert de niro <laughs> i thought you were talking about a meet the fuckers <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's Meet the Parents. I'm thinking of Meet the Parents, not Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers, it's the other one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, what's That guy's like, in, so he's the one in Holes. He's Stanley Yelnats' dad in Holes. Oh. Um, he's Ben Stiller's it's dad, not right? not Robert De Niro. Imagine if they got Robert De Niro like a two-minute cameo. He played his dad and he played uh, the Fokker. Or... That's not him, but... Um, what is it you're trying to say? Uh, hold on. He's doing some web page research. Chris, just cut this out. <laughs> no, Chris, keep this in. Chris, do whatever your heart <laughs> Bro, desires. I've been trying to say fucking Henry Winkler this whole time. <laughs> oh. I was like, Ben Stiller's dad, totally. He didn't look like Henry Winkler. Uh, no, I'm not saying look. I'm saying that vibe of him, like in that movie oh, and Dustin Hoffman in being Meet kinda, the Fockers. stumbling. And, yeah, you know, that kind awkward. of dad. Yeah, yeah. I told everybody you got fired so that you don't have to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Arriving home, Jen's greeted by her parents, Elaine and Morris. And don't worry, Morris already told everyone that Jen was fired so she doesn't have to explain to everyone, and no one is going to bring it up. Except for Ched, who immediately mentions that she was fired. Additionally, excuse me, Mickey Mouse suddenly entered my body for a second there. (laughs) Additionally, what happened? Oh, boy. (laughs) 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 Additionally, (laughs) Elaine is handing out Jen's phone number to people on the street. This seems like something your grandma would do. Do you think your grandma would hand out your phone? Why do you keep Z naming? (laughs) Would you drop the Z? Yeah, ack. <laughs> it is something my grandma did. <laughs> Let me just out my grandma on the p- story time. Uh, God, I don't even want to tell this story, but I already decided to say you story don't have time. To, or you no, can make up it's a story. too late. I'm not, I'm terrible at lying. Um, okay, so uh, I've, I've I've been very struggling in the the dating world for a long time. <laughs> My family knows this. They don't really bug me about it, like a lot of uh, like stuff you see in I mean, TV. In their defense, it's really hard to find an eight foot tall mommy. It really to, is. I keep telling to them step all over you. Yeah, I keep trying to tell them, but it's not working out. But anyways, uh, the story basically is that my grandma one day was playing <laughs> Farkle, <laughs> an old person game with dice, uh, with some people in her old folks community. And someone that she played Farkle with had a daughter who had a daughter who lives near us and just decided to casually mention that I exist and that I am, you know, <laughs> looking for a lady and uh, gave my phone number to this grandma to give to her daughter to give to her daughter. And um, what ended up happening, I found out later because I was like, yeah, I guess it's fine if she texts me go ahead tell her to text me is that the telephone game didn't make it all the way to the person that was my age the telephone game only made it to (laughs) 
her mom. <laughs> What's wrong with who, that? Who also never texted me, but <laughs> I found out. Fucked up. I found out like two or three weeks later. Oh, we only gave your phone number to her mom. <laughs> so I wish the grandma would have kept it, and like a grandma. <laughs> <text you. laughs> So needless to say, that one didn't work out, but my grandma did try to set me up with someone. Yeah, I think she would hand out your phone number to a barista. Maybe. (laughs) Speaking of baristas. (laughs) Speaking of baristas. I don't know. I was trying to help you out with the transition. Well, I'm overwhelmed. Clearly, he doesn't need help. Sensing she's overwhelmed, Morris pulls Jen aside to check in on her. He reminds her that she's not the first Hulk in the family, and besides, she didn't destroy a city. Like Bruce did. So everything's not that bad. Things could always be worse. Jen tries to seize optimism, but it's hard. It does feel like a weight has been lifted, but like there's this new weight, she tells her dad. I also like the way she describes being fine. Like she like she walks in and she's like he's like, How you doing? And she's like, I'm fine. And he's like, Really? And she's like, Well, I'm not fine, but I'm okay not being fine. Yeah. Very mature. It was yeah. a really nice like moment with her dad. Like, what's it like to not have daddy issues? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a story? <laughs> uh, not a story. Just my whole life. Oh, okay. <laughs> How much time you got? I mean, who among us doesn't have daddy issues? Yeah, mine's still at the store getting scratch offs. <laughs> Have a very healthy relationship. Yeah, Eduardo has like a normal. N- <laughs> Shout out to Eduardo's dad. <laughs> Eduardo will has listen a, to this. A, like a normal, not divorced family, and they like all talk to each other and like each other. Weird. What's yeah, that like? cannot relate. <laughs> Damn. Is it weird that you're the weird one? <laughs> it's very weird, yeah. and also not weird at all. Yeah. Jen tries to see his optimism, but it's hard. It does feel like a weight has been lifted, but there's always this new weight, she tells her dad. Over at Legalese, Jen is trying to ball on a budget when Mr. Holloway from GLK&H arrives. Cutting right to the chase, he offers her a job. Is this a joke? It's not. Holloway wants Jen to head up a new division, and she doesn't even think twice about it. Yes, her only condition is that she wants to hire her own paralegal. And he's like, I literally do not care who your paralegal is. You thought that was the funniest joke the whole episode. Does that check out? That's another thing I wanted to know if that. I mean, it's like a big law firm. So I think they like don't care. Well, but if she went. To she's it. also like going to be the head of a department. Yeah. So I think they need to hire people anyways. Right. And they're uh-huh. like, you're the head of the department. Why do I care who your paralegal is? <laughs> oh, okay. I also thought that line was really funny. I don't know. I'll back you up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just that. the way that that guy, that actor delivered it was like, I, I could not yeah, care I, less. I really liked his performance, even though he wasn't like doing a whole lot special. <laughs> just yeah. the way he delivered all his just lines. Just like, I never joke. He did like the uh, <laughs> serious but kind of slimy guy really well. Yeah. Monday morning, Jen shows up at the office and is greeted by Holloway in the lobby. He's thrilled she's here, and they've just started a brand new superhero law, superhuman law division, and Jen's going to be the face of it. Actually, She-Hulk is going to be the face of it. Holloway wants Jen to show up to the office in court as She-Hulk, and she wants her to start right away, and he wants her to start right away. Excuse me. Is this why they hired me? Okay, this sucks, Jen tells us. I'm totally qualified, but now everybody here is going to think that this is the only reason I got the job. I also thought that was fine, but then when it like goes a second further and she's like, I bet none of those guys ever had to... No, and it was a bunch of like white men in a yeah, conference room. Yeah, and like, once again, a little on the nose. Fine, but a little on the nose. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes you need things to be on the nose because people aren't smart. Those white men watching probably wouldn't have picked up on the joke. That's true. Yeah. I think this show is... Um, well, to be fair, those white men have already turned the show off. <laughs> That's true. I don't have a problem with those types of statements that this show is making because those are like the sad truths that, you know, women deal with in the world. And I, I don't think it does us any favors to like muddle it or silence it, but it makes me uncomfortable in a different way where it's, I try very hard not to be that way. And I don't like that. I'm seeing it happening to people. Sure. So that's the kind of uncomfortable. It makes me feel not the like, Oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I also, man, I also hope the show like explores it in a meaningful way, and it's yeah. not only like just the red and gag. Yeah, yeah. If as long if it's like, yeah, I agree. I can't add anything to that. <laughs> I just agree. Hey, hey. At least she gets a super comfy corner office and finds Nikki waiting inside with a big ass window. Oh, window well, too. An ass window. Yeah, there it is. Nikki immediately questions the She Hulk look but she doesn't care look at the corner office look at the big windows and stocked fridge and desk it's a very fancy desk jen isn't sold on this she doesn't want to come to work as she hulk and now has to buy an entirely new wardrobe but there's a knock on her office door and a colleague <laughs> augustus pug puglies enters with a welcome basket for her uh, he included office supplies and also the best places to poop in the office i know other people <laughs> would have been like uh, offended or aghast at this. If somebody on my first day of work told me where the best places to poop were, I'd give them a Incredible kiss on the worker, yeah. <laughs> Like, thank you. I cannot disagree more. <laughs> I don't know who Pug is in the comics, if he even is in the comics. I think he is. That's what I heard on um, another podcast. I, I didn't, I, he wasn't in the one that I, re- the run that I read, but I am, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I did talk about it a little bit in the Discord. I hate using public restrooms. Yeah, what if you were in a public restroom and there was a spider in there? But if you have to go, you have to go. Yes, public restrooms for me are emergencies only. If I am in a public restroom, bad things are happening to me. An office bathroom, though, is like, like it is public because it's not your house, but you are there at least 40 hours a week. Like that's... No, listen, that's Basically your your home. I, I, I would be so... Uh, just if someone hi nice to meet you here's a map that i drew <laughs> to the best pooping place <laughs> is that is this like a spinoff of splash mountain yes they're all <laughs> headed to the pooping place yes <laughs> i would just feel so gross like I, yes it is a kind gesture i guess but also why is this person i just met telling me where i should poop he you got a weird fetish? I mean, he seems super weird. Are you? Is your desk by the pooping place? You trying to hear the splashes? Now as for Jen's <laughs> first client, <coughs> Holloway has a bombshell for her. She's going to take on Emil Blonsky. Yes, that guy. Abomination. Remember him? Jen immediately raises a red flag explaining that way back when Emil tried to kill Bruce, but Holloway doesn't care. Emil has already signed a conflict waiver and watched Jen. I would it. like to raise a red flag. Well, just a flag doesn't have to be red for the people that have never seen Incredible Hulk or don't remember it because it literally came out 15 years ago. Can you tell us a little about Emil and Abomination? Sure. So in the movie Incredible Hulk, 
uh, Bruce Banner is on the run. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Bruce Banner is on the run from the American government because he was working with them on like a gamma radiation thing. And that's where he became the Hulk and the government wanted to use him as a weapon, but he didn't think that the, the Hulk thing was a weapon to be used because it's so dangerous. So he was on the run. And the American government hires Emil, who is like a British special ops soldier, to come and capture Bruce. Throughout the movie, he loses Bruce the first time. The second time, um, and so after he loses him the first time, they inject him with a little bit of super soldier serum that they had been making to try to replicate the Hulk gamma radiation. Second time he fights the Hulk, he literally gets smashed into pieces and he like breaks most of the bones in his body and he's like really fucked up and they inject him with more and that's when he like begins the turn and eventually turns into the abomination and fights with the Hulk in a big climactic uh, fight scene where he eventually loses to the Hulk thunderclapping his ass. Does he stay as the abomination at the end? He does. Oh, and also she mentioned Harlem. Were they in New York? They were. Yeah. Oh. By the end of that movie, yeah. I only watched like the first 30 minutes and either went to sleep or left the room. Who are you married to? What the hell? uh, I couldn't even get her to watch Avatar, dude. That's the Uh. same way I feel about like all of phase one, though. You want to get married? I'll watch Avatar with you. Sweet. You got to watch Incredible Hulk, though. That's fine. Yes. Uh, I am interested to learn, and I, I, I... Still agree with what I said last week. I don't need this show to primarily be about people other than She-Hulk, but I would I would like to learn how he presumably has learned to control his changing between Abomination and himself. Mm-hmm. Because we see that clip at the end, and we saw it in Shang Chi, of Abomination fighting, right. but then he's a meal in that cell. Well, and remember in uh, in Shang Chi. He is not actually fighting. He remember he yeah, has they this, staged it. They staged the fight. He yeah. talks to him and he's like, Emil, you gotta remember to pull your punches. Uh blah. And he's like talking to him as he's abomination. Yeah. So he has it under control by then. Right. I'm curious how he got it there. Yeah. I mean he's had like fifteen years or or ten. And well, I guess also he said that he and Bruce are cool now, so maybe like He also said Namaste. That's true. Maybe Bruce has like taught him some technique on how to. Yeah, maybe Bruce wrote a haiku back. Oh, that's so cute. Mm. Yeah, you asked if there was some chemistry, secret chemistry between Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, but what if it was Bruce and Emil? Oh shit! Starcross lovers. He's more than a snack. He's a meal. <laughs> District Hulk. <laughs> 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 God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so off to a Department of Damage Control Supermax prison facility. It is uh, Jen shows up as She-Hulk and is quickly informed that there are no superpowers. This has to be a scene where she was She-Hulk the whole time. Yeah. That there are no superpowers allowed inside, so she transforms back. That makes perfect sense. Because like what? It's the honor system that she's just not going to turn into She-Hulk any second? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird. I found that strange throughout this whole episode. And you know, now that you've brought it up, it's weird that so many times someone is like, change to the other form. Okay, now change to the other form. Okay, now change back to the other form. Like that seems like it's happening every other scene. And maybe that's because of the CGI thing. Or maybe that's another addition to the like, 
Do what we say, woman. Down some scary, dark, and heavily guarded areas, Jen is escorted to Emil's location. They have pulled out every stop to keep Emil completely locked away, and Jen emotionally prepares for the worst. Instead, what she finds is someone who loves to wear sandals and meditate. He's completely transformed himself physically and spiritually. Namaste, Emil. But let's talk business. Emil knows he tried to kill the Hulk once upon a time and explains it wasn't personal. He blames the super soldier serum he was full of on the rampage through through Brooklyn, and this is news for Jen. I'm going to say something. Before you make your point, I have a quick question on Emil. Was that what his demeanor was like in The Incredible Hulk? No. Mm -mm. Because he was very like funny also his voice made me like sleepy i wanted him to read me a book he was very like <laughs> almost like aggressive in oh. the hulk but he's like a soldier he's like a special op soldier so imagine that yeah i, I kind he... of see what he's saying though you like, better if shut he was... up then let me talk I'm so... okay. no she... we're just talking about him in general she... she started this she interrupted me from saying what you were just saying i didn't say anything to then i didn't say anything yet i was just gonna say that as he was talking there i was like Emil is spitting right now. Like, yeah. he's right. The government is the one that brought him over. They told him to kill the Hulk. They're the ones that injected him with all the serum. And then the Hulk is now a, a worldwide hero and he's stuck in a cell. Yeah. How is that fair? Insert right. the that is what I was gonna Scarlet say. Witch quote. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I mean, he made some valid points. Now, how sincere he was being, I don't know, but that story does line up. It makes sense. I like to think he was being sincere. I mean, if it was, if it was what, 2008 when the movie came out? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was 14 years ago. Like, he was younger and probably more aggressive to prove himself as this hot shot that they brought over to do this spe- specific task, you know? It makes sense that he tried to do his job really well. It's weird that you like brought up how sincere he seemed. That's also something that, like, if you were a jury, you'd have to think about. And like, yeah, what amount of like professional training do you have to also like not just look at the facts, but be able to judge if someone is telling the truth or not? Yeah, I mean, Jen brings that up in a couple sentences too. Yeah. So I think he has a point. I also think that the actor that's playing Emil to Bailey's point. Was just doing a great job. He he really sold the character. The part where he was telling ab- about how like it was the government and stuff. He was like getting like almost like a little choked up as he was talking. It was like a really good performance. Yeah. I my point was going to be the same thing as you. It made me think of this George R. R. Martin interview that I just watched the other day, talking about House of the Dragon. Which spoiler, it's going to be my recommendation. Um, but he yeah. was talking about how like. Um, like so, Emil was the villain, I guess, of Incredible Hulk. Even though it sounds like Hulk might have also been the villain. Like most people, <laughs> don't wake up at the beginning of the day and like choose to be evil. Like a, a lot of people are like flawed characters. There's like a lot of gray area. Like you could like be a good person, whatever that means, on a Tuesday, and then do something really horrible on a Wednesday. <laughs> um, and so that's like what all of the characters of house of the dragon are supposed to be like, but I don't know. It just really made me think about that because here you're getting this new perspective on a meal, but like he objectively did a bad thing, but like, does he have an excuse and is that okay? And I think it just raises a lot of questions about the criminal justice system in general. And like, what even is a bad person? Well, she even goes on later and we could talk about it now. She's like talking to Bruce about like, 
what is the point of our criminal justice system? Is it to reform? Like, is that yeah. what we're a doing? Tale, yeah, a tale is all this time. And that's something that she talked about. Like, um, so she, like, he had this very compelling argument, but then she was like, okay, well, that's not good enough. The parole board is going to want to know that you've shown, like, that you're remorseful for your actions. Because, like, if he has, like, this excuse, that means that, like, he, like, arguably like is absolving himself of like personal responsibility so like remorse is showing that like you feel like personally responsible for your actions and you regret them um but then like how do you how do you decide if someone is remorseful or not like how do you measure that um and also like we you brought up the conversation with bruce like her opinion seems like she already knew what she was going to do but it seemed like she was really impacted by bruce who was like the victim in the situation being like oh yeah it's fine like i've moved on i've made peace with it so like if bruce made peace with it years ago like should emil have continued to be in prison like what is the point of prison is it to punish him or is it to rehabilitate him yeah or neither and also (laughs) To, like, keep going with, I I guess, spoiling the end of the episode. So what if he broke out and was in a fight ring? (laughs) Does it matter? He was in a cage fighting another uh, super-powered individual. And then if if what lines up uh, in the Shang-Chi plot is true here, Wong probably brings him back to the cell, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or is this like a? Did they show a clip that wasn't directly from Shang Chi? And... No, they did. Okay, I thought so because that's like okay. Well, we know he's going to come back, or maybe he keeps getting away with getting teleported out of that place, and this time he decided not to come back. It did seem like it was at least in Shang Chi. It did seem like it wasn't the first time that it happened. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, and also, it's not just that he's escaping, it's that he's doing, like, he's participating in, like, a criminal activity, and so is he, like... Wrestling? (laughs) It's like an (laughs) underground fight club. (laughs) Yeah, wrestling. But it's an underground fight club in China. Yeah, so I think that would probably be something the parole board would take into consideration, is that, like, you know, when he's not supposed to be remorseful just for, like, the one... He's supposed to be a magical like perfect person now like when you're like out on parole like you can't do you can't commit any crimes you can't do any bad things what is considered a bad thing though what the law says is a bad thing i know but in this specific case is like having a is an underground i mean breaking out of prison it it could be in some circles considered a bad thing (laughs) yeah i mean but if we know what he's doing when he's not in the <laughs> no, cell. No, no. I'm trying to come at it from the perspective of what he might say on the stand, okay? He he is leaving temporarily to stage a fight with another superpowered individual, and then he's coming back to his cell to write haikus. I fucking Get loved the when out. he was like, would you like to experience this <laughs> haiku? <laughs> like, yeah, he's got... he's Namaste, right? He says he's got it under control... Uh, but I'm sure every so often he wants to let the steam out. He's stuck in a box. I mean, we're going to see it happen here. Uh, phase f- uh, five? Zach, are you arguing that people in prison should be allowed to be let out from time to time? We're going to fire her. Phase five? Is that when Thunderbolts comes out? 
Yeah. Is he confirmed in Thunderbolts? No, but he's like a traditionally in the Thunderbolts character. Yeah, so I, I, I'm sure yeah. he'll end up being let out so that he can go run off and do that mm. thing. Uh, what did you just ask me and used my wrong name? Oh, is that why you made a face? Um, Peaches, are you <laughs> saying that people in prison should just be allowed to be let out from time to time? Uh, are you saying it's inhumane to be in a, a windowless room with no doors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> offer you a chilling challenge yeah the last part for sure i don't know what the def i guess the definition of let out from time to time would need to be like go to a fight expanded club upon. in another country yeah don't kill anybody and get some of your steam out if you if you had a way to uh you know say you're trapped in a box all day and you need to you know exercise is important i'm not saying that fighting is the only form of exercise okay but say that we let you go to a place where you're also you're not really able to escape we're letting you go on a field trip and you're gonna you're gonna have some physical activity with another few people for a couple hours and you're gonna come back what's the harm in that don't kill them i mean i don't disagree yeah. i was just asking what you thought of the idea i think that's a good idea and so you're just at prison from what like half the day or something yeah take a little break from prison <laughs> So what are you even in prison for? It's almost like there's not a reason to put people in prison. So perhaps. Like perhaps. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think a lot of the reasons people are in prison are very likely stupid. And the punishment that they're going through probably does not fit the crime very well. You know, I've been thinking about the Thunderbolts movie. Pivoting back to that. Pivot. Um, and... Marvel has put themselves in a really tough position. I think, and say say you're looking at comic books, right? The Thunderbolts make sense, and because they are this like weird offshoot team of like basically people who are on the Suicide Squad, but for Marvel, mm -hmm. they are you know sort of bad guys all put together on like a government team, very similar, but they're this like weird niche thing and they're being given a really big spotlight here in marvel and i feel like marvel just doesn't have those like go-to's anymore they don't have the captain america's and the iron man's they have thor but thor kind of seems like he's being almost sunset a little bit like they don't have those those people anymore and the way marvel has like directed their content you are almost required to watch everything that's like a thing Marvel has like intentionally done. They have intentionally put things so that if you watched She-Hulk today and you didn't watch The Incredible Hulk, you'd be not lost, but a little like, oh, really? That happened? Who's this guy? Who's the abomination? What does that mean? Uh, you know, you could be a little confused there. Um, and in comic books, you don't have to read every comic to kind of understand what's going on. You don't have to read the Thunderbolts. But here, the Thunderbolts is like, a mainline movie that they're putting out. How does that sort of fit in with the rest of the MCU? Because it's not like how DC did Suicide Squad, which we won't talk about, but The Suicide Squad specifically. The, the Suicide Squad was almost like its own removed thing from the rest of the DCEU mm -hmm. because it's like so niche that you'd like, you can't be expected to have that be part of the, like the, the, the greater canon in the same way something like Iron Man is to Endgame. Hmm. I think 
I don't fully agree with almost everything you just said. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. First of all, I just want to say I still can't get over the first scene of The Suicide Squad. That was wild. Uh, everybody should watch that movie. I agree. I agree. Uh, it was actually really good, and that first scene was just kind of mind-blowing. Um, I don't think that we... I think we bring it up a lot, even though we've also proven that it's not true, that we need to be watching everything to understand everything. Almost everything that we have reviewed on this podcast, we end up determining... You can watch that and not have seen anything else, and it's fine. You can watch this as its own standalone thing, and it's fine, except for a few things here and here, like two or three things here and there. I mean, it was a point that we made between Infinity War and Endgame to find people that had only watched those things and nothing else and wondered if they had understood the movie fully, and we did find people. Uh, I keep telling my coworkers that have never watched the MCU and don't know where to start. I might just watch Infinity War and Endgame. Rep everything. What are you talking about? Okay, now I don't agree with you either. Um, <laughs> but if you had watched nothing, where where do you start? There's too much. Just uh, start wherever you want. I I I think I'm just saying that I don't know that there's anything because i think that they did a pretty fine job of explaining it if you haven't watched the hulk you've only seen the first 30 minutes of the hulk did you understand emile for the most part yeah but she literally asked me what happened that's why i said for the most part like she didn't know the specifics of what happened in the movie but yeah they explained it okay but i did have a lot of questions that which you could look up yeah or you could go watch the hulk afterward if you wanted to yeah, they didn't recommend the Hulk afterwards. I thought that. What would did be they recommend? Well, it's because the Hulk isn't on Disney Plus. Is that why? Oh, that's it's right. on that HBO reason, Max. That's a great reason yeah. not to recommend it because they can't. I don't remember the other thing you said that I don't know that I agreed with. Uh, that uh, making a niche movie. Oh yeah, yeah. The only reason that I don't agree with that is because I don't know if I should agree with that or not yet. Because we're still yes, we are at the end ish of Phase Four now. And you're right, we don't have any character in this phase where, like, here's a couple of movies with them in it because we know you like them. We're still building those characters, but we could get a character in the future that keeps showing up in some of the movies. Look, I don't necessarily agree with everyone who's like, Marvel sucks now because it's not a connected universe and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I will say the reason they are talking like that and they feel that way is because Marvel has... It's kind of pushed them in that direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong there. But also, maybe this is good because you started after, like, Iron Man 3 started hating every time that Tony showed up. You're like, I'm really tired of seeing Tony. He never learns his lessons. He's always the same character. Do you really want to see the same character that you feel iffy about over and over and over? No, no, no. And I don't want to. And I do think... Their intention, if they're doing it correctly, would be to have this like phase that we're in now be the start of a next big thing, which I think is what they want to do. Yeah. But there are just so many things from the last m- things of movies that kind of play in to everything. No Way Home is a great example, or Far From Home is uh, Far From Home was the last of Phase Four. Uh, fa- Far From Home. Far From Home was the last, last phase, phase three. Phase three. Yeah, yeah. That We're was in the phase four now. Technical last movie of phase three was Far From Home. Yeah, but it's basically the first phase four movie. Yeah. That one has a big part about Tony Stark and how he misses him. Tony Stark kind of plays a big part. Continued. You know, they're just... 
I don't know. There are references here and there. You also can't say that like WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. If you didn't watch Multiverse of Madness or WandaVision and then you watched yeah, yeah. Mom. That is one of the like two or three where but they we don't decided. Make it clear what matters and what doesn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I think for the most part, you can watch whatever you want and be mostly satisfied. And if you aren't, you have most of the, if you have Disney Plus, right, you have most of the tools you need to get caught up. Sure. If you needed to. And there are plenty of people, there are plenty of nerds like yeah, us, the there are tools plenty of to internet get... resource, resources that say like, hey, you confused about this? Here's some source material. Sure, but like, I don't want to watch a movie and then have to look up information to understand the movie afterwards do you though yeah that's been I, like i do not that's like her thing but uh, i i <laughs> don't want to do that and i don't want i don't think it's like a movie going i know thing that's that been be, Lindsay's like, complaint about most of the mcu is that like you need to look up information to 100 percent understand what's going on uh, i just don't I, I here i don't agree with that for uh, here's another reason if you go see any other movie that is not in the MCU and it's got fully original characters, you also don't know anything about them. Yeah, but they don't. No, it's not different. Yeah, but they reference lots of past stories constantly. So what? Maybe you don't need to know fully what happened in the. You maybe you don't need to know a hundred percent of this character's timeline to understand the motive of the movie or the show that they're I, in. I mean, like I would agree with you if Marvel wasn't the ultimate form of media consumption right now. It is the pinnacle of media. Most movies, like, we can, I think we can agree that lots of movies are not being made today because of the way Marvel makes movies and has made movies for the past 10 years. There are studios that do not make movies anymore because of Marvel. Like, when was the last time? What was the last time you saw a movie like Die Hard on the screen? I have not seen Die Hard. What was the last time you saw any action movie that wasn't the superheroes and wasn't. Fast and the Furious, like a large tentpole franchise. Where are the Nicholas Sparks movies? There's still Mission Impossible movies being made. Old nostalgia somehow. movie. There's uh, that one with uh, Will Smith that came out recently where he's like a clone of him. Gemini Man. Yeah, that one bombed. Cool. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a bunch of action movies, yeah, but, but I like, don't really go what, to the movie. You're asking the wrong guy because you know I, that I've not seen anything. What <laughs> I'm saying is that I, I don't want to say they're not making movies like they used to because that makes me sound like th- I'm 300 years old. <laughs> they want you to take the roles. <laughs> but they, they literally do not make the same type of movies anymore. Uh, I don't know how we could say that. Plus, there's like... I just on, said it. I mean, I know. Yeah, it's kind of a I'm, fact. I'm, no, no, I'm not saying. I know how you could say it. You just, I know some <laughs> of those words. I'm not saying what. I don't understand what data supports that because even if you like, on average, this is just a guess because I don't have the numbers in front of me. On average, we've got what like three and a half Marvel movies per year, two and a half Marvel movies per year since 2008. So three movies a year aren't being made because three Marvel movies are in their place. I think oh, no. I think a big part of it was the pandemic. The pandemic kind of shook how movies are made because it it sort of became a a system in which we only make what is necessary. What do we know is going to make money at this point? I've also seen I saw a podcast about uh, with Matt Damon on it. Um it might have been Hot Ones. I don't remember. It was Matt Damon. He was talking about movies. And Did he, was, he handle he, the hot ones? He was asked what it's like creating movies. He's like a producer as well. He does a lot of that work as well. What's it like creating movies in a post-streaming world? And he talked about how 
lots of the movies that used to be used to be made do not get made anymore because of streaming because the revenue is not nearly as high as it used to be because you lost out on DVD and VHS sales. Mm. And so because those sales are now gone, what they used to happen is they would have their opening weekend, they'd make whatever movie they were going to have, money they were going to have at the the premiere, and then a few months later, they would have basically a second opening when sure. all the DVDs came out. Because you'd be waiting for that release date right. so that you could buy it on Blu-ray, DVD, It's like whatever. the same thing with like, like Spotify. It they're not making money. They just like hope that they will turn a profit. Also, like the, where the money's at is like selling your data. Yeah, I haven't bought a CD in I don't even know how. And long. like it should. I mean, I like having Spotify. I certainly use it, but it should cost more than you know a hundred bucks a year to have access to literally any song you could yeah. ever think yeah. of. And that's why like some artists have like sl- like very few have like started to take their music off Spotify because they're like we're not seeing this money. Where's the money going? Yeah, I did look into that once because I have a f- uh, like a closer friend who has music on Spotify now, and he told me that it's like With a fraction pennies. of a fraction of yeah. a fraction of a penny every time you hit play, right? So if you you and I don't even know how much of the song you have to make it through for them to get that money. You know, like is it I just press play and then I can stop and hit play again, and now you've made two fractions of a fraction of a of a penny or do I have to make it through the whole song or most of the song? I don't know. Let me tell you something. If that corn kid puts that song <laughs> yeah. on Spotify, he's going to be so rich. Uh. He'll make money by like going on Ellen or something though. Like that's He's already doing um It's got the juice. What is it? Cameo? Yeah. Oh, good for him. He's yeah. doing cameos now. Yep. Yeah, cut out the middleman. Well, there is a middleman's cameo, but like uh. Anyway, I see that point of why certain movies wouldn't want to. I mean, and that makes sense too. Why, like Thor: Love and Thunder just came out, and it's already about to be on Disney Plus yep. because you're not. No one's going to buy it if it's going to be on Disney Plus. No, they are not. So you might as well. I Remember mean, pe- the Disney you know, Vault. I do. Yeah. They don't. They don't what have that anymore. What a weird concept. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Was that a whole marketing thing? Like, yeah. if we cut people off, they, from yeah, being they able would, to buy they this, would cr- they would create scarcity. Yeah, they'll buy it in droves. We'll bring it back. It doesn't seem so silly now because like you Earl actually of... own, like, uh, we didn't talk about this last week because it didn't come up and it's only coming up now because I'm bringing it up. But like the movies that are being taken off HBO Max uh, because nobody like owns things anymore. So they're just literally gone forever. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Like if Disney Plus just today decided to remove She-Hulk, we would just never watch it ever again. I guess that does put some thought like that should put some thought in our brains about do i want to own this in a well i mean format that is forever right because we talked about this on squad up like two years ago and we talked about this when it happened with the marvel netflix shows yeah remember those were taken off of netflix and they were gone for years Uh, there was nowhere to find no you could not watch there's no dvd there is a there are dvds but they're few and far they're very scarce yeah but we did talk about this on squad up like two years ago you're paying for the streaming service you're not paying for like yes you may be subscribed because you want to watch like house of the dragon or something but you don't own house of the dragon yeah you're paying for hbo max and if they decided to take house of the dragon off you don't have access to it anymore like yep. you have no rights same in it. thing with my steam library yeah that's that point well I'm and your steam to. library is like 
I thought you like buy the game. You do, you but do. like if Steam shut down tomorrow, I wouldn't have any games. Oh. Right. I have to play my games off of Steam. I have to like the Steam servers have to be live for me to be able to play the games that I own. Yeah. That's stupid. Well, that's the point of electron. That's what I'm getting at with electronic media versus something tangible. Is yeah. that yeah, we're not buying tangible stuff anymore for a multitude of reasons. But that also means if these things go away. We just have to hope that someone keeps a record of all of this for us so that maybe we get them back one day. But it kind of sucks that I would like buy something on Steam and then in this hypothetical, Steam goes away. And now for X amount of time, I don't know if I can play any of the games that I've paid money for. I wonder what this means for the metaverse and how that'll work. The metaverse like Arya Stark versus Bugs Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Multiverses? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Very same. Well, even though Emil is clearly upset about <laughs> what he did, the parole board needs to know he's a changed man, though, and through, uh, he's a changed man through and through before they even consider release. Emil just wants to live in peace and live on a large property purchased by, for him by his seven soulmates that he met through a prison pen pal program. How romantic. Uh, Peach, if he gets out of prison has his seven soulmates and then uh, breaks up with each of them and they all get very angry at him and start committing crimes, that means Emil would have seven evil exes. Oh my God. He's going to be the Scott Pilgrim of this universe. He's going to be Ramona. No, he's going to be the Ramona. Yeah. Who is the Scott Pilgrim? Uh, Bruce. Okay. <laughs> we got to see Hulk fight seven evil exes. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it took me a while to get there, but we got there. No, I liked it. Back at home, Jen ponders what to do, so she calls Bruce, who's still transformed as Hulk. Jen rambles on about not being sure uh, she wants to take on Emil and wants to know if Bruce is okay with this. She couldn't do it without talking to him first, and Bruce is always saying that everyone deserves a second chance, and Emil does seem like a reformed person. Cutting her off, Bruce is A-OK with this and even got a nice letter and haiku from Emil a while back. And besides, their fight was so many years ago and Bruce is a completely different person now. Literally. I liked that touch. Did he that always have such a thick accent I've just never noticed? Or is he really like laying it on? In this? Like a surfer boy accent? No, like it sounds like a like it sounds Brooklyn. Like, yeah, it sounds like Brooklyn or maybe Jersey. Not Jersey. It's not Joyzy. <laughs> Maybe. I kind of got like a surfer bro vibe from him. That's because you don't know accents. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's patron Danny here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he didn't have an accent in yep. the other like previous one through three phases, did he? He always yeah. has had the accent. Him and Chris Evans have decided that this is going to be the year they turn on their accents. You know, maybe it's a, a thing when he is half Hulk, half Bruce, <laughs> he that he just gets a, a, a Brooklyn a, accent. A Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Where's that Chris Evans video? Doesn't matter. Are you going to... It does matter. The... Keep talking, I'll play it. Now, any chance we'll see Bruce in LA anytime soon for the next family dinner? Uh, not likely. He's currently in space. And then he flies off in a Sakaran cruiser. I wonder what that's about. I, I truthfully wonder what that's about. Like, I, I have no idea what's going on there. You think they'll just leave it at that? Maybe. Maybe he shows up in, like, Secret Wars or something? That's just their way of writing him out of the rest of this show. <laughs> he's back on planet yeah. Hulk until See ya. the next time he's Thor needs somewhere to be. Yeah. 
Let me know when you're ready for Chris Evans. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck. Look at you on. playing the thing. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> Video's <laughs> muted. What is that? What is that music? It's a f- what in what? the world? <laughs> Did it's you a fan edit. <laughs> Turn that off before we get DMCA'd. <laughs> You guys we're, play music. We're at the gonna end get a cease and desist. <laughs> if you haven't gotten Lady one Gaga. already, you're Lady not gonna Gaga. get one. Out. Okay. Gaga's lawyers are gonna contact us. Okay. Jen calls Holloway informally. Oh my God, wait. Have you seen my favorite? Um, my favorite TikToks right now are these stupid fucking ones where people are like. This person, when this person walks into the room, and it's just this weird, like, thinking music, and it's like Lady Gaga when Sir Gugu walks into the room. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the whole TikTok. The it's just, fuck? they take their name and they we do are, the opposite of it. We are TikTok's only align at corn, and that's it. <laughs> okay. I gotta send all of these to you. They're okay. really stupid. Okay. Jen calls Holloway and formally accepts the offer to take on Emil's case. Good news. Good news, everyone. And that's followed by bad news as Jen turns on the TV to see the top story of the night uh, is all about how Emil escaped prison to fight Wong and Shia Ling's fight club. Turning to us, Jen deadpans. Oh, that sucks. We then get a post-credit scene. Uh, know what Jen's super strength is good for? Chores around the house. First, it's fixing the car. Then it's remounting the TV on the wall. And then it's carrying in a dozen bottles of water. She's really happy her dad is staying hydrated, but this might be too much. Her family's so wholesome. And also, like, <laughs> I don't know. I That really, I, like, my family will ask, like, people ask me, like, random ass legal qu- questions or, like, I feel like it's just What's like an a- ass legal question. <laughs> you don't want to know. No, I really do. <laughs> I feel like it's just a thing where like your family doesn't like not just a lawyer thing, but like your family doesn't really know or understand what you do. So they were like asking her weird questions and now they're like, Oh, like you're a superhero. You can hold a car, right? Like Oh yeah, yeah. You work at Disney. Yeah. Yeah, do you know this person? <laughs> yeah. Do you know Walt? <laughs> yeah, we're bros. Uh I do think it's interesting that Two out of two of these episodes so far have something post credit. They're they, all going. They will to all have a post credit scene. Did they already say that? They did. Yeah. Oh. Well, and like, I was going to say this, but I talked to Bailey as we were watching the episode right during the post credit scene when we heard beforehand because we heard this happened. They talked about this like a little before the show came out, and there was going to be a post credit scene on every episode. I did. I thought the post credit scenes were going to be like impactful just a purpose yeah like i thought they were gonna be like a normal marvel credit scene you know something that like teases what happens on the next episode yeah and these have been nonsense but i kind of like them yeah, i like, like that they're nonsense and fun post credit scenes yeah huh okay they're like the kind of post credit scenes that would be playing on a sitcom where the credits are still running over them yeah like the opposite of a cold open yeah yeah, a yeah hot yeah. clothes a hot clothes <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> Your garments just came out of the yeah, dryer. Yeah, hot clothes is the how I caught clothes. this one over here. Hey. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, ratings. <laughs> I'll start. I'm going to give it eight 
pleasant haikus out of ten. God damn it! That was my thing. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you're next, Bailey. She didn't write it down yet again. Did you write it down? No, I just said it off the dome. You skip, <laughs> skipped his peaches. <laughs> God damn it. She's going to give it eight z's out yeah, of okay. ten. <laughs> I'll give it eight z's out of ten. Chris, I really am so sorry if you end up bleeping all of these. I don't think you should bleep it. I think you should because eight, eight please, res- please respect the way I'd like to be addressed. Um, <laughs> I gave it seven and a half abominable poem amans. Was out that of 10. less than last week? Yes. Why? Because because I again like you like we both agreed last week. We're still at the beginning, and I had a fun time watching this one, but nothing really happened. And specifically with this episode, I rated it a little lower than the last one because I just felt like it was very quick. I don't know how better to describe that. It just the scenes were just like snap, snap, snap. Well, the, sh- the episode was like seven minutes. It was shorter. Yeah, and it felt like every scene was like a ten-second clip that were all just strung together. Fun hypothetical, because lawyers love hypotheticals. Would you have preferred? This if is why they... nobody likes moral philosophers. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go fuck myself. <laughs> Would you have preferred if they released the first two episodes at once like they've done with other Disney Plus shows? Um I don't think I'd hate it. I don't know if I I don't know if there's ever been one of those that they've done where I'm like, God damn it, I have to watch two things. Like it's always been But do you fine. think it would have boosted your rating a bit? Because like Maybe. Maybe be an hour of just kind of stuff that uh isn't super uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I think all are all the rest of the episodes still gonna be like half an hour. I'm pretty sure they're all about this length. Yeah. Right? So it might be weird to have like an hour and then only thirty minutes. I guess that's how premieres often work. Yeah, though. I think maybe because the first like it feels like nothing happened for two episodes in a row because the first episode didn't have a whole lot to do with the actual like plot of the show. It's right, just, it was the it was, flashback. Yeah. Well, that's because that wasn't even supposed to be the first yeah. episode, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like, I think that's part of why it feels like nothing's happened because like this was like the true first episode. Oh, speaking of that, do you think they added in that call to Bruce on the Sakaran ship after they moved things around? Because it would have been kind of weird if we didn't get that flashback mm. and then episode two, Jen calls Bruce and he's like, ah, I won't be in L.A. for a while. Zoom on a spaceship. Yeah, be- maybe. Be kind of strange. That makes sense. Do you think that's the last we're seeing of Bruce for the rest of the season? Uh, I kind of, that's kind of what was I, I was implying earlier, is like maybe yeah. that was his whole role in the show. Do you think it's weird that a week ago he was like, you can't go back into society, you're too dangerous, and now he's like, I have to go to another planet? Was it even a week ago? Like in our time, it was a week ago, but in the show's time, I you think, think it was it, even a week? I think it was like a couple weeks, maybe. Mm. Maybe he meant what he said. Maybe he was like, you know what? I respect it. I don't agree with you, but I respect it. All right, recommendations. Chris, play the jingle. Recommendation jingle. Yeah. All right, recommendations. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Bailey, since you've already spoiled yours, how about you go first? Um, I I, I teased this earlier by saying it blatantly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my recommendation is House of the Dragon. Um, as some may know, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Um, 
it annoys some people on this podcast because I have just a lot of feelings about the show. Some would call it love-hate. Yeah, uh, I mean, who cannot have a love-hate relationship with season eight? But anyways, we don't need to relitigate that today. What a good lawyer word. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the show is really good. I didn't watch any like trailers for it because like I just am not as interested in new Game of Thrones content after the content they had last given us. <laughs> uh, but the show was great first episode was great 10 out of 10 i also didn't think it was like a direct prequel to the game of thrones series and then they literally talked about like the opening credits are like 172 years before daenerys and then they're like a song of ice and fire um yeah it seems like it's going to be a good show uh excited to watch it and i've been back on my game of thrones bullshit i've been watching (laughs) game of thrones all week currently on season four just got to the episode where joffrey died and elena spoiler alert okay well if you haven't watched (laughs) fuck that kid yeah i think that season aired like literally like a decade ago at this point um there's a scene where elena tyrell goes up to sansa and they're talking about the red wedding and she's like yeah like what kind of horrible person would murder someone at a wedding like who would do such a thing (laughs) and then i want him to know it was me (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so i honestly didn't realize that that was something that had been planned from the beginning i thought that was just like a twist that they had worked in but they're Mm. like they had really set the stage with that uh many seasons before so yeah watch house of the dragon uh, you're gonna need HBO Max for it. So, I liked I I, I liked that they um kind of wove the original Game of Thrones theme into the music while the dragon is flying yeah. around King's Landing yeah. and you just lo- a little bit of the it really hurt to watch though because it made me think of the bells when yeah. Daenerys does what Daenerys does. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so it's been confirmed the second episode will have an opening title. Crawl. Oh, good. It will have an opening theme and title crawl and everything. Because that was what I was going to get to. Is I kind of missed seeing the like cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it'll be the same punky building. I don't know stuff. if it'll be the same, but they will have an opening yeah. thing. That was a show where I always watched. You I had don't, to. I don't skip the opening of yeah, that and it, show. Yeah, well, and it literally it's useful. It tells you where you're going to be that sh- yeah. uh, episode. But it's just cool to watch all the gears turn and the buildings yeah. pop up yeah. and the music's great. Yeah, the music yeah. for the show was like it it feels like a Game of Thrones show. Like it feels like its own thing, but it like it's very clear that you're watching a Game of Thrones show. Yeah, and there's just something about the spectacle of watching a Game of Thrones show uh, some if you're going to watch it the day of like on Sunday night. Like there's just it it's it's indescribable that that feeling. Like it is not like anything else. That's back to what we talked about earlier. I almost forgot what that was like. Yeah. Because you're like, "Okay, uh I want to watch this new Game of Thrones thing." Wait, I can't because it's not 9 p.m. yet. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch it day of. Yeah, but I it made, made like, me remember that. I made like a cheese board for myself to watch the last couple episodes. I remember like standing up watching Daenerys fucking wreck King's Landing. <laughs> Very triggering to think about. Damn. Peach, what's your recommendation? Uh, I've been doing a lot of prep for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, I might have talked about it on the podcast before. I don't really remember because my brain doesn't work anymore. Uh, but I prepare for Halloween Horror Nights every year by making a list of all the different uh, movies and other such things that they're going to use in the event. 
Uh, and I try to watch all of those things before the event starts. Uh, I really like, I love horror in general, but I really like seeing specifically how Universal integrates the elements of a, a movie that they're using into the houses. I like seeing those fine details. Like my favorite part of walking through any of these houses, any of these mazes is just seeing the different uh, set pieces and the work that they put into it to like bring references in and that sort of thing. Um, so one of those things this year, they're doing a, uh, they always do a handful of houses based on movies, obviously, but this year they're doing a house based on the weekend, the artist, the weekend, uh, and at first I thought that's kind of silly. No, no, it's based off of the weekend. You get there and yeah. they're like, it's Friday. Yeah, you can't come in and here. And then as soon as you walk it's in, Thursday. they're like, it's Monday now. <laughs> that is really scary. Sunday scaries. Um, but I, at first I was like, okay, that's weird. But they've done some artist houses in the past and they, they turned out pretty okay. Um, so the prep that you do for the weekend house is mostly based, uh, they say it's mostly based off of his after al- after hours album um and so there's like a playlist of music videos you can watch because he uh i don't know if it's him specifically but you know whoever produced those music videos they're like a story you watch them or listen to them in a certain order and there's like actual events that happen to the weekend in in his music videos and so that's part of the prep i did was i found all of the music videos i watched them in timeline order uh and i'm i think that's the house that i'm excited for most as far as the ip houses go what about the bug house did you watch the human centipede you know how much i am gonna hate that house and it's not based on the human centipede but if it was i would watch it but i'm most excited for the weekend house now because those music videos are they're really kind of fucked up um you should definitely watch them so i am recommending the weekend music videos for the After Hours album and also just the After album After Hours album. Why is that so hard to say? There's a lot of great songs on that album. Um I didn't realize how much I like The Weeknd until this prep started. And if you like um I don't know a lot of I know I know the popular songs as far as his old stuff goes, like everybody knows Starboy, um stuff like that. Um but his that album specifically has a very like 80s synth wave vibe mm-hmm. so if you're into that kind of music and you haven't listened to it already you'd probably like it That's have you ever record. listened to his like first couple albums <laughs> it's like let me see that uh, it's, yeah it's like no. this sex me- he did yeah. like, like bruno mars uh, it's more sex music than Bruno it's like Mars. sex oh, okay. and like drugs and sex on drugs has he changed a lot between albums like his yeah. style yeah, yeah. okay interesting <laughs> i can't even picture it bring your love baby i think okay I'm, yeah <laughs> okay go ahead eduardo uh i'm going to recommend uh, what i do uh, some nights most nights not most nights like half the nights uh when we put <laughs> to sleep we just kind of sit on the couch with them and we watch a show bailey usually watches yeah, why are you outing our son's name can you protect his privacy no we've said okay his name. have you really Hello? <laughs> oh sorry uh, uh apples um <laughs> Why aren't you protecting our son's name, Zach? <laughs> you said it this time. I know. <laughs> I'm allowed to. Uh, Bailey usually watches Sesame Street with him. I try to like find stuff that I want to watch that I because like, <laughs> I, but like stuff that like he would like. I I still find cartoons because I like actually enjoy cartoons. 
Um, like we watched Gravity Falls together, and I think I've recommended that here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the recent thing that we watched was the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie on Netflix, and it's based off of a TV show called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the most recent Ninja Turtles show, and it's like a big departure from all other Ninja Turtles things. Like all the turtles look different. They're like at one point you find out Donatello is actually a soft shell turtle and he has like a big like tech backpack that he carries to like Aww. to like protect himself because like if he loses it he's like he could like get hurt. Oh, is this like the Nickelodeon show? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I so, think I've seen this animation. So the show, the animation is like it's at like a lower frames per second. I think it's probably like it's faster than something like Spider Verse, but still like slower than your eyes are used to. Uh, the movie, however, which is the only thing that I've watched, I only watched a little, like the little bit of the first episode, and I was like, I'd rather just watch the movie. The movie stands on its own. You do not have to watch the show at all. The animation of the movie rivals stuff like Into the Spider Verse. Like it's so good. It's definitely different, but it's very good. They also change the characters a little bit. Michelangelo and Donatello are still. You know, Michelangelo's still the fun one. Donatello's still the smart one. But they change Raphael and Leonardo. Raphael is the more like, hey, guys, we got to be a team. We have to, like, be together. And Leonardo doesn't understand how to be a leader and is just trying to, like, do fun shit. Also, Leonardo is voiced by um, John Ralphio. Oh, Ben uh, Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. He sounds... It sounds really close to Sonic. <laughs> the way he plays Leonardo is very close to the way he plays Sonic. Are they all voiced by fun people that we know? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just him. Um, but the animation is incredible. The story is surprisingly gripping. It's surprisingly dark. It's a very dark tale. The movie starts off with like a future version of the Turtles where... Uh, the planet has been taken over by these like alien things and they send Casey Jones back in time to save the world, to like get the turtles together and save the world from the calamity that's about to happen. And it's, it ends up being pretty dark, but it's like surprisingly really good. Hmm. So big recommend for me. Okay. But I think it's going to do it for this episode of assembly required an MC retrospective. If you want to support the show, you can do so patreon.com slash assembly required join our patron exclusive discord get to talk to us braley's in there now you can talk to her about all the legal things you want to if you want some free legal advice <laughs> just find braley in Ask our discord to describe well, like it's copyright the, versus- imagine right you go to a lawyer's office you pay them what hundreds of dollars an hour Give us five bucks. You're gonna get go me to our disbarred. go to our Discord and then just be like, "Hey Bailey, how do I get out of this yeah, parking?" Please. This is the best deal you could ever. If you need legal <laughs> advice, five dollars a month to assembly required. Yeah. Talk to Bailey. I know yeah, in a group it's incredible. Chat, we can all see your like personal private business. Yeah, that's why it's five dollars. <laughs> there's get, a, there's a catch. You right? get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do so, assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. And before I forget, huge shout out to our Avengers level patrons, Brian, Riley, Adrian, and Michael. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's going to be at assemblycast. Follow myself at ABCDEduardo1. Follow Bailey at Braleykins. Nope. At Baileykins? Nope. Braley Sanchez. Also, I wanted to plug myself being at. Uh, right now? Hey, yo! <laughs> Do you want me to leave? <laughs> that was too much. You're out of pocket. Um, I am going to be at Dragon Con next weekend. Um, 
on a bunch of panels. One of them is on privacy in the MCU because uh, that that is the type of law I do. I can only give you, I don't know what legal advice you would have for me that's privacy related, but <laughs> that is the only thing I know about is privacy. And so uh, I am a legal podcast MCU <laughs> expert, not just here, but at Dragon Con. Who can I speak to about a fellow podcast host saying the wrong name on my podcast? <laughs> but the fellow podcast host doxing you <laughs> yeah. over and over again. Can I get some legal advice on that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to do it for myself, for Bailey. For, for Zach. <laughs> we love you 3,000. Bye, everybody. Boobly, boobly. <laughs> This bank any way that I do this shit. I was born to shine Most of y'all's borderline bull Know exactly what I want for me You cats, it's clueless though Supposed to flow through my hands like water Keep stocks growing for my son or my daughter He wanna own cash, not what you bought her He spin you old, that's what mommy taught her So hardball is played, won't stop today Song after song I write so I get paid Thought I wasn't following up With the second round, now chicken swallow it up While I shove it down, make them love me over again And over your name Bet you they get over your style and over your fame Do what we say, woman. Ew, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay, sorry. Edit that out, Chris. (laughs) Or don't.